We are back, dude. Episode 94 of the podcast, man. Welcome back. Welcome back, my Cineops unofficial name for the listeners. Um, Yeah, man, we, we're back here at it again. I'm, I'm fortunate enough that hopefully this week is a good week. I can record pretty good. Um, but you know what? Enough about me, man. How you doing? How, what's going on with you? You good? You all good? You know? I know you can't tell me anything, let alone comment. I mean, maybe you could comment on the Spotify thing that we have, but, um, you know, whatever. Anyways, let's get back to me. Um, I want to talk about, this is like, you know, usually, I usually go like, hey, this happened and this kind of sucks, and or I'll try to find a funny angle at it, but... I'm finding, like, for, okay, let me see if I can get my thoughts together here. Okay, one thing I've noticed, right, this is going to be way off topic, but one thing I've noticed, I know I've mentioned it, but I feel like people are posting less. People are not making such a big deal out of small milestones in life. Now, as a small milestone, obviously, I'm talking about 420, (laughs) I feel like every year since I can remember the internet being like the biggest thing, um, like at least since 2011, 420 has always been this um, huge, uh, you know, thing in streetwear culture, in in like, I don't know, pop culture in a way, like uh, Nike would always make a dunk based off this. People would be doing shit, and I feel like this year, this shit came and went. I fucking, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, it is 420, huh? I mean, like, dude, like, Snoop Dogg usually sends out a fucking smoke signal. This dude was just smoking regular, I'm assuming. Like, they, I felt like they always had a thing that I could remember every year. Like, Huff would always do something. Um, and, you know, this is more or less in my circles of, of, of uh, pop culture. Uh, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it was such a bigger deal in the past, and although your boy's not a smoker, you know, it it, was, it always was like, oh, that's, you know, that's cool, they they got their own shit going down, you know, you always, it was like, yeah, it's 420, whatever, it's not my day, but it was always cool to see a lot of people participating, but this year, again, it feels like, just like many of the holidays that have passed, people are like, yeah, I don't really give a shit anymore, it's just a, just a day, and Although I am for that, it's also just a little like, oh, okay, I guess everybody's calming down. We've we've experienced the internet. That or TikTok is fucking brainwashed and drained everybody, and everybody's just on there now, just like scrolling through. And uh, the other night, I told my wife, like, ah, you know what, I'm going to think I'm gonna download TikTok. And, uh, and she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, yeah. She's like, <laughs> and as she's telling me, as she's scrolling through, her, she's like, yeah, you should. And I was like, why not? She's like, you just should. And I was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't. And because, dude, like, for another thing, like, I feel like that shit's taking over people. Like, that, whatever they are doing, like, Vine was kind of like that, but it's nothing like this, dude. Like, I, I don't want to download it because I feel like that's just another time waste that I'm, dude, I waste enough time on the phone already. I'm not trying to do more, but. I don't know. It it like I kind of get stoked when people aren't making such a big deal about holidays that shouldn't don't pertain to everybody, specifically 420. It's like, yeah, like smoke your shit. That's cool. Um <laughs> do it for a while like when I was smoking back when I was younger, uh I remember 
dab like dabs were like they were always a thing that uh, I don't even know how they weren't always a thing, but they were like when they came out, it was like I guess they're fucking they're Nacho Supreme or whatever. Like it was the biggest thing to hit weed since since weed, right? Like dudes were like, I love I love smoking this, but what if I could just smoke the shit I really want to smoke? And then somebody was like, Yeah, I'll do that for you. I swear to God, too, in my in my group chat, some of my homies smoke, and dude, sometimes people will be smoking like I'm like, dude, y'all, some of these weed smokers want to be smoking harder drugs so bad. The the tools and the and the pipes and the bongs they got, it's it's like very close to crack. Like even a one hitter is pretty crack adjacent, you know. But I swear, dude, some of these dudes be hitting like dabs and fucking straight shattered, dude. Like they'll be hitting this shit. I'm like, yeah, this looks like they're smoking hard drugs. But either way, I don't know shit, right? Um, what was I getting at? And when I was younger, dude, uh, there was this video of like this has nothing to do with anything. Just a little thought bubble. I saw the, these people. They they heated up like this huge metal or this iron plate dude it was huge it was like uh it was just crazy huge it looked like I, I mean if you're mexican you know it's like this little iron bowl that they put under fires and they throw a bunch of oil in there it's almost like a giant walk if you will but it's like it's like a mexican walk and so uh they put this they were like oh we're gonna we're gonna attempt a uh what do you call it it was a uh a hot box right but it was like a tent and you stay in there and they drop this fur derb on it dude it was like uh it was like the size of a steering wheel of just wax okay and again your boy's interested on dumb shit like that i don't know why i don't really smoke but i'm a fan of smokers it's it's all complicated i can't go into it too much right now but it's like i wish i could and use the use weed for like actual like the good things but weed just makes me fucking paranoid and and i don't want to feel like that ever so Anyways, they dropped this steering wheel of a dab on a on this fucking Mexican walk, and it dude instantly starts smogging up in there, and people are like running out of the tent. It it got smogged out really fast, and the people who obviously were in there, there's always a guy or a girl that's like, no, it just doesn't bother me. I'm fucking smoking out, but you know they're fucking obliterated. Like they're still not, they still haven't came down since then. So fucking high, but and you know, dude, a lot like my topics. I don't know how I get here, but I'm here. And I was, uh, I'll just keep talking and I'll get somewhere that I'm like, how the fuck did I get here? But anyways, my main point was, um, it's interesting to see that like, as time goes on, maybe people have lost interest in posting. Maybe people are like, yeah, maybe I don't need to post about this. And it it was super, uh, you know, not seeing anything about 420 when before it'd be like all lit up to my, my timeline. Cause you know, I follow a lot of people. I've got friends that smoke of all these companies that are always for weed and that's whatever, but maybe because it's become more legal, you know, uh, in a lot of places, it's not really demonized, uh, like it was back then. Like, dude, I remember when I heard about people smoking weed, I was like, dude, you guys are doing drugs, you know, cause, cause like the dare team had came to my elementary school, you know, you got the dare dog, he's in the full outfit and you're like, Oh, that dude's sick. Like he's a dog, but he's like dressed like a human. Like, Oh, hell yeah. You know, it's like, I'm never going to do drugs. And I went to middle school and then like I heard people were smoking weed. I was like, whoa, dude, you're smoking pots. You guys are getting highs. And uh, yeah, I mean, dude, like the way they talked about drugs back then, it just made you 
like and, and especially the people who were selling it dude i don't think i've ever told this story i'm finally gonna fucking tell the story because it co- it's coming up organically a lot like weed there was this guy named tree i don't know his real fucking name but to us he was tree and this dude was cool because he's, he was like one of these uh skateboarders in the neighborhood and uh he lived in a fucking real shaky apartment complex across from my house but we, you know, we were young and, uh, and he skated and we were all trying to learn how to skate. And he was like an old school dude. He had those like white fishtail boards and, and all that stuff. And he was pretty good. And, and, um, he had built a ramp on the side of this apartment complex. He's not really allowed to do so. But again, with a guy named tree, I doubt this guy listens to the rules, let alone reads a fucking, uh, apartment complex, uh, rules and regulation. So this guy, Tree, right, uh, he, he was a pot dealer. I didn't know this. And, I, dude, how fucking so, how cuck of it uh, uh, was it of me to say pot dealer? <laughs> you know, like, that's such an informant right now, dude. Uh, but he was, like, he was dealing, he was, <laughs> I don't know how to say it, cool. Dude was selling weed, all right? There you go. That's the cool. The guy was selling weed, man. And uh, so one day, um, I mean, dude, the, the places I was, where I shouldn't have been gone for days, but this, I shouldn't have been here, but I was. Um, and so, you know, shout out to the parents letting, letting us go anywhere when we were kids and just had to be home at night. And now I wouldn't even let my fucking daughter walk down the street by herself, I guess. Cause we know how bad it can be. But, um, so, so yeah, we trees one day trees like, yo, come over. Uh, I got the new Tony Hawk, whatever. Uh, and of course being a pot dealer that, that gives you enough funds to, uh, to buy stuff like playstations and and tony hawks pro skater part one maybe and at this time we we'd only been playing that pizza hut demo dude dude i'll tell you what right now we fucking worked the shit out of that pizza hut demo like there was no harder disc working that year than that pizza hut demo that we got i swear to god you could only do the warehouse and you got like two skaters dude but i that kept us busy for hours and now this dude had the full he had the full uh the full game so you know uh, me and a homie of mine, we go over there and I'm not, I'm not smoking weed at this point. Obviously I'm like nine years old, 10 years old. I don't even know how, how old I am, but my friend was already like smoking weed and stuff. And so, uh, like not a lot, but he, you know, he could smoke it. And I was always like, Whoa, dude, like he's smoking weed. Uh, oddly enough, he's still smoking. So I guess it's, you know, worked out for him. Um, and so this dude tree goes, Hey, to my friend why don't you come take a hit of this bong now this is my first time seeing a bong and i'm like whoa that's a bong dude like just everything was so like i just took everything in and so my friend goes yeah for sure but a part of me felt like he didn't want to but of course you're in like me at the time i didn't really like i know i didn't want to do that i felt like i was obviously too young so i was just like yeah i'm not gonna do that because i feel like it's like not just illegal for me, but like I just didn't feel right. I don't know, whatever. So I didn't. He 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 offered me, and I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm just gonna play this Tony Hawk." And so my friend took a hit of the bong, and he was fucking coughing his lungs out, dude. I was like, "Yeah, okay." And so just like in normal fashion, when I don't know if you, I mean, if you've been high, you know that like when you get too high and you're around in the place, you're like, "I'm high." Um, 
I really don't want to be here right now. <laughs> I mean, dude, I've experienced this. I've walked out of cars. I've walked out of houses. I've just left places completely um, because I've been too high. Because I'm like, I don't want to be around anybody. I just want to be by myself and figure this out, you know, dude. And a homie of mine told me the other day we had smoked in, the, in a park once. And he told me, he's like, dude, yeah, I went over to your house and he, and you made up some story for me to leave. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude, my bad. I was just so high. I didn't want to be. I don't want anyone to be around. Like, I just got to figure it out myself. I don't know. And so, uh, this time, I guess he felt that way. My friend, after he had smoked this and he was coughing the whole way. And then while we're walking back to his, uh, his, uh, parents' house, I was like, Hey man, are you okay? And I'm assuming as I'm talking to him, he's probably good. Like hearing me like, Hey man, are you all right? <laughs> Dude, Tony is so sick. <laughs> Man, you really hit the shit out of that bong. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like hearing me like in slow motion, dude. And so, uh, if I can, we, uh, we get back to his, uh, to his parents' house and, and he's like, Hey, I'm just going to lay down here for a second. And I was like, yeah, man, that's cool. Dude slept for like six fucking hours. I think we left Tree's house at like, uh, like two or 1 PM or something. Dude didn't wake up to like six or seven. And uh, his aunt had uh, saw him asleep, and I was just there chilling, watching TV. And he's like, "Hey, did did he smoke weed?" And I was like, "Oh, I don't know, <laughs> dude. I'm such a I was a kid." And she asked me that, and like, yes, I like I know he did, but like I was trying to play dumb to be like, I don't even know what weed is. Like, what are you saying? And she's like, "Well, he smells like it." And I was like, "Oh, no." I was like, "I just came over. Like, I walked with him." From here to there, and I just came over to hang, and he fell asleep. And, dude, when he got up from his nap, dude, I think he was still high because the way, <laughs> dude, his eyes were so bloodshot red, dude. It was fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, man, like, I don't think I ever told that story, and I wanted to because Tree, uh, you know, as cool as we thought he was. Oh, another thing about Tree's house, and a lot of, like, late 90s, early 2000s weed dealers, this dude's apartment had nothing but a couch, a coffee table, and a TV with the PlayStation, with all these fucking games, maybe a bed. And what I forgot to mention is before he pulled the bong out to smoke it with my friend, when he opened the cabinet drawers in his kitchen, you think you see a little Fruity Pebbles, little Tricks, what have you, Captain Crunch maybe, you know. No, dude, this guy's kitchen drawers, I shit you not, and I'll never forget the image, was filled with weed. Like, big bat. I mean, dude, this guy was moving shit that I didn't even know of. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't be here. You know, but I'm there. You know, what are you going to do? It's late 90s. What, what do you want me to do not be in a pot dealer's house? It's impossible in the late 90s, dude. And so a few months later, um, uh, we'd always see Tree and he'd always be like, yeah, I'm going to finish this. I, I think at this time, maybe he's like 19, 20. But again, like, us being that young, we're, we're thinking this dude's a full-blown adult, like, but uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to finish my ramp or whatever. And then just one day, dude, we, we just see the scene where the fucking cops came to take that dude away. And, dude, this is the time, too, where, like, the amount of weed he had, this is, like, life sentence shit, you know? Like, I don't even know if that dude's out. I don't know where that dude's at. The last day I saw him was getting put in that cop car. And, uh, yeah, the amount of weed this guy had, I'm pretty sure, I mean, he's still in there. There's, there's you know, unless he got out somehow, I don't fucking know. Back then, they were giving, like, life sentences for dudes smoking weed. And th this dude had enough. I fucking promise you this. But, uh, 
Yeah, dude. I don't know how the fuck we got here. I, I love this. I love this about the pod. It's like I'll be talking about some shit and and I'll get to to the story like this. But man, I'll never forget that that the way it played out. I might have some details that are like a little foggy or whatever. But like what had happened there that day, I'll, I'll never forget. Is like my first experience with weed, and like uh, yeah, just just seeing it and being like, whoa, dude, my friend got high. You know, because all those commercials too, like the what was it? The the I don't know if there were dare commercials, but they were just like you smoke weed. This is how you feel. Like they did very good propaganda in the nineties. Like I held off smoking weed as long as I could, just due to that. I think, but I mean, I still was pretty young when I smoked my first joint. I think it was like, oh boy, uh, fourteen, fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, somewhere right there, maybe sixteen. I don't know. It's all kind of blurry, but uh. No, I mean, I'm mean, since then. I, uh, since I was, I don't even know, like 19, maybe I stopped smoking for like a solid 10 years, something like that. 10 years, something around like that. I, I won't, I won't fuck with that. I mean, my friends, like they, they. I wish I could be like them and just smoke and not have, have any intrusive thoughts or paranoia that goes on. And I could just use it to relax, but I can't, man. It's not my thing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, dude, like 420, nothing happened. Nothing, I mean except well look shit happened but i guess people were just weren't um what are you talking about like uh announcing it or maybe i don't know i stopped following people because they'd post a bunch of dumb shit but i think it's pretty cool i mean like look celebrate your holiday all you want smoke all the weed you want nobody gives a shit it's just weed now right but it's just like i'm still interested in in the idea that like maybe we're moving away from posting all this small milestone shit every year and people are just out living their lives and that's kind of hopeful to me i guess but then also you know maybe it's just tiktok draining everybody's fucking cerebral brain core memory and we're all just drowning in cooking videos and you know uh you know plv videos or whatever like life hack whatever it is you know maybe we're just all getting uh <laughs> sidetracked by by that and we're just forgetting to live actual real life or something Holy shit, man. Something fucking interesting happened a couple days ago. So um, I saw an article that said someone got lucky in Corpus Christi. It's where I'm from. And somebody had won a $725,000 lottery, right? But they don't know who it is. But guess what? Your boy does. And it's not me. You were, I know you were thinking it was me, but it wasn't. I get it. Um, it was somebody that worked at my dad's company, right? He, uh, I mean, without divulging too many details, I look honestly, I don't even know the guy that much, dude. I know a nickname he has, which they call him, but I don't know anything about his real life. Like, he's a human being, he's a real human being, but, but, but aside from that. I have no idea who this guy is. Um, when I was first starting, like doing like the roofing gig, he he was like a helper, and uh, <laughs> he was the worst dude. He uh, he would get in fights with the other guy the whole time, so like he he just ended up quitting. And then like a couple months passed, he came back. He needed work, obviously, because you need work to live. And he came back as like another helper, but for like the for like a sheetrock guy. Anyways. 
Um, this guy ended up winning, dude. And when I get to work, uh, was this yesterday? I get to work and all the and all the guys, you know, they're telling me in Spanish and I'm trying to understand as best as I can because your boy is semi-bilingual, but not really. They tell me that, yeah, he had won and he quit. <laughs> now, as I was like, wait, well, how much did he win? I'm thinking like this guy won 50 grand and he said, like, I'll see you later. No, this guy won the $725,000 off this thing called the Texas Two-Step. It's like, you guess, you know, just like, like any lottery, you guess some numbers. I think he, I don't know, he he didn't get it all. He didn't win the whole thing, but uh, I think he got very close. But um, again, I'm not too sure how the fucking lottery works, so don't take my word for it. But, so this guy, dude, he won. And let me tell you something. I'm going to give you a little background story about this cat really quick. Look. He got fired for basically not listening, kind of being lazy, and not wanting to do his job. So they, you know, my dad had to let him go. He then comes back, you know, he's, he needs work. So my dad hires him again. He's just like, okay, just do this. It's like the bare minimum job. It's what my dad likes to call a gopher. Like you're, you know, you're just doing the easiest shit you could. Just, just show up, basically. Um, and. And that's, that's my dad, dude. He helps people out all the time. So, you know, but, you know, it's funny because the last time I, I saw him working, I was like, man, like, my dad should really fire this guy. <laughs> like, there's no need for him to be here. He's not really doing much. Like I'm saying, the guy is just showing up. And so it's just so fucking funny, man, that a couple, literally a couple, I said, I worked, the last time I worked with him was on Thursday of last week. And then... Tuesday this week he fucking wins the like he wins a lottery. I mean that's how that's how life is, right? You're you're doing something one week, the next week you're dead or you win the lottery. Either way. So he comes in yesterday in the morning and just tells my dad and I guess every fucking coworker that was there, uh yeah, I quit and um I'm take it off. And like literally I don't know where this dude went. I don't know where this it's probably better because, you know, <laughs> like you win that amount of money, people are gonna start start coming around, be like, "Hey, what's up, dude? Remember you owe me that five spot? Like, can I get that now?" But uh, so he took off. I don't know where the fuck that guy's in the wind. Now let's talk about the amount seven hundred and twenty five thousand. I'm I'm gonna I'm talk about two things really. I found out the amount, and I immediately said, "He's an idiot." Like, you don't quit your job. For seven hundred and twenty-five thousand, you quit your job for like one hundred million at least minimum, because at least you could take that and start investing or putting it somewhere to to have some sort of growth. Like, you know, you're still going to be kind of working, but not as like not as much as you think. As far as like I don't know, a service job, a manual labor job, at least you'll have your money working for you now. You'll put it in IRAs. You'll fucking start an LLC or whatever else I hear from Instagram, you know, uh, investment gurus. So, so he quits. And at the time I'm like, you don't quit your job for 700. Like if you work at Walmart and you win 720, you don't quit that job. Unfortunately, you know, you take a fucking vacation for sure. Like I'll see you later. I'll see you like in a month, maybe, maybe two months. And even they go like, well, we technically have to fire you. Be like, bet that's fine. Like, but I'm taking a vacation. I think even if you if you win more than five hundred thousand shit, even more than two hundred thousand, take that fucking month long vacation because who knows what you're gonna get in next, dude? These companies don't give a fuck about you. They're not gonna care, you know. Like 
you're gone for two months and you have to get rehired sure fucking so what like go to another job start take that money and start a hobby you really want to do i don't know okay but take that fucking time off at least minimum but don't stop working because that's not enough money in this world right now currently to stop working like do you remember that show who wants to be a millionaire dude when you want a million dollars on tv i thought that was it dude those people could they're set for life and they could be they could have been in the 90s dude you win a million dollars in the 90s dude you turn you fucking if you were smart with it then you're good you know but now like you gotta be on who wants to be a billionaire at minimum that's the whole title who wants to be a billionaire at minimum because dude like a million dollars will not cut it 725,000 although a lot of money not gonna cut it dude because you got to pay them taxes local and federal you feel me because everybody wants a little chunk of the change even the store uh you get it from gets like a piece or i don't know fucking how but whatever they get it everybody gets a piece and then you're left with whatever you got and so yeah like i think we did the math the last night and we're like i think he's gonna walk away with about something like five hundred thousand, maybe a little less because i don't know who, who else gets their hands on the money Again, five hundred thousand still not enough for me to quit a job. Like, can I can live my life very comfortably now? I can do a lot of things I've been wanting to do, but not enough to quit my job. You got to keep working and turn that money into more money. It's a lot, but he quits now. I find out later, the guy's seventy years old. Okay, but the guy has got good genetics, or he doesn't smoke and he or doesn't drink. But I think he does both. He maybe just got good genetics. Because this guy doesn't look a day over, like, 56 to me. Like, at most, I thought this guy was 60, like, one or two. But no more than that. And he's 70. I go, oh, okay. Well, now, yeah, go ahead and quit, dude. Because, like, at this point, what does he have? Maybe a solid five years. Maybe 10. But but 10 years, 500,000, no. So everybody, you know... Everybody at my work was kind of like, I, you know, I don't know. Sure. I mean, he could do what he wants, but like, I don't know. You know, some of them were like, he'll be back in a year. He'll be back in two years, six months, whatever. They were just all, because you know what happens, right? You know what happens. Do I have to explain it? Need me to explain it? Because you know what happens. If you come in, if you have just enough to live and then you're bombarded with a, a, uh, a just what do you call it like a, a cha- I'm, you know i'm just gonna use this word to keep things moving but a golden chalice of, of of money a plethora there you go that's the word i was looking for a plethora of money to then live off of what happens you lose control you don't know what to do with it you you lose your mind a little bit yeah all those things for sure like there's no way you can can justify that amount of money and then quitting your job but this guy you know like i said he came to work and he was like yeah i'm out you know you don't do that man you you say like i'm gonna take a few off and i'll be right back that's what you do but um you know and, and he's the guy that would win this you know what i mean like look he is 70 and 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 all that that was another thing about like you know i was like okay well he deserves it he's he's at that age but to think that you're never gonna have to work again 
with that amount of money is crazy, okay? You need to hit somewhere upwards of like 25 mil. I'd say you got 25 mil off a lottery, you could quit your job. And then you could figure out, okay, I need to find a way to make this money work for me, put it in whatever, uh, LLCs, IRAs, all those fancy words you hear from Instagram gurus. Dude, wouldn't it be so hilarious if like a year later <laughs> I see this guy on Instagram and he's a financial guru on, uh, on Instagram. He's like, look, I won, I won the $725,000 lottery and I thought I'd made it, but then I lost it all. But then I gained it all back with one investment, you know, he's on Shark Tank just hearing people's pitches. He like made, he turned that money into millions. Dude, I would I'd jump off a bridge at that point. I'd be like, okay, all right. Life doesn't make sense anymore, you know? but um yeah man i I think like he is the type of guy to definitely not use the money wisely uh i hope he does i hope he can live the rest maybe he's got five to ten years left and in those five to ten hopefully he can uh (laughs) he can survive off that um if he just eats like spaghetti and ramen for the rest of his life um but it's interesting man like I guess it must have been it must have been pretty sweet to like go in and quit your job to be like I won the lotto I'm gonna quit my job that that is the fantasy of a lot of people right like you just you just sit back and uh, you fantasize you're at your job and you fantasize like dude if I won the lotto everybody does this from time to time and if you're saying you don't you're a goddamn liar but everybody fantasizes about winning the lotto like what I would do where I would go like how I quit my job like people fantasize about this. Like, uh, probably when shit like this happens, when somebody wins and uh, and it starts, you know, the air is like, oh, man, what do I do with that money? And you know what? When he had won, the, the air around my uh, my work was kind of like that. Like, you can kind of like people were like not pissed that he won. They weren't upset, but they it was also kind of like, fuck, why him? You know, like uh, a bunch of the other dudes, hard workers, like they got families, everybody everybody always could use that money it doesn't matter and um the air around you know the work was kind of like they were working but it was kind of begrudgingly because it's like they got to keep working while this dude just pretty much clocked out for eh, let's let's admit six months you know and um so yeah like the it's always that tension of like how does motherfucker win like what the fuck and and then everybody had just had to go back to work, like clocking in, going out in the sun. It was it was definitely one of those moments, man. But you know, we'll see what happens with the guy. Um, I'll definitely, I will definitely report on this if he comes back. Like you, you already know I'm ready to like you know have that story out. Ask him like what the fuck happened to avoid that. Um, and I think. Uh, there is a story. There's this famous story because we all know what happens when you win the lottery, right? It, they always come up uh, dead or like in jail for tax evasion or murdered by a family member. And um, if you know, you know, if you're a Cineop listener, you've been listening for a while, somewhere deep in the 50s or 60s, I did a, I did like a what you should do if you win the lottery. And uh, you can go back to listen to that. In case you do, you're welcome. Um to you know if you win the lottery and uh this guy is definitely not going to follow that he is going to go about it his own way i know this for sure and it will be fucking interesting to, to hear a story afterwards but um 
Now, there was a story of a uh, lotto winner back in the day. I think it was like in 2002. This guy named Mike Carroll, dude. He was a, he was a garbage man that hit the their their lottery system over there in the UK uh, for $9.2 million, dude. This motherfucker won, and he blew it all on booze, drugs, and prostitutes, dude. Even, his wife even left him uh, because she, he was cheating on her with prostitutes. Like, just imagine, dude. This guy knew with, even with the money he couldn't get chicks. He was just like, I'm going to go find prostitutes, dude. But being a 19-year-old who won the money... I'll let you guess what happened. Did he become successfully rich? And and uh, a tale of uh, of how using your money wisely can can actually benefit you? Or did he go broke, marry his ex-wife because he probably begged this shit out of her to take him back because he was nothing anymore and got his old job back as a garbage man? If you said B, you'd be correct, dude. Because at 19, winning t- almost $10 million, yeah, I'll fucking see. Dude, you give me $10 million. And I'm doing the exact same thing as that guy. Because, I mean, what do you expect, dude? 19, uh, 19 years old, $10 million. It's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. But, look, I guess um, every dog has its day. And this guy, you know, had his day, man. He, he won. That's good for him. I mean, um, like I said, I guess realistically, uh, I mean... It's good for him. He's 70 years old. He got his payday. Fucking enjoy what you got left. Hopefully it's enough to um, to live out, but most likely will not be, you know, because uh, 2023 financial shit just isn't working out. You know what I mean? Like the we, we have the highest uh, right now. What do you call it? Inflation. The do houses are going for like fucking too much. I'm not even going to give you a real number because I don't know too much, but let's just say too much guy. But um, <clears throat> anyways, whatever the guy ends up doing, I mean, I'll see him again in a year. <laughs> Most likely, dude. But shout out him. He got it. He got that payday. And, uh, and yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I will keep you updated on what the fuck happens with this dude for sure because it's probably not the last time I've seen him. Um We've got some breaking news right now, and uh, uh, Jerry Springer passed away, dude, at 79, which is, dude, that's a good age. I mean, if somebody passes away, like, young, that's when you, but if, for somebody to be, like, gone too soon, I'm like, dude, eight, near 80 is, like, yeah, you did it, guy. Like, you made it. I mean, dude, <laughs> we're, my generation, we're going to be lucky to live past 55 or some shit, dude. All the shit we ate as kids and currently eating. Dude, sometimes I'm like, I, I look at people just who should not be eating more, if you know what I mean, and I'm watching them devour like a funnel cake as like lunch. I'm like, how do you get to live longer than some people, you know? But that's just the way, you know, that's just the way it goes. Some people win the, the lottery at 70. Some people get to eat funnel cakes for lunch and don't die the next hour. But, you know, Jerry Springer passed and... uh you know, shout out him. He was always there when I was sick at home and watching a, you know, at the time, a transvestite who was in love with a man in another state revealed to him that he is a transvestite and that whatever, like, <laughs> and the guy has to leave his wife and then they confront, you know, <laughs> they break out in a big fight. 
Dude, Jerry Springer was wild. Like, at some points, it was so niche topics. They're like, I'm a neo-Nazi in love with a black woman. And it's like, okay, who's this for, you know? <laughs> at some point, I mean, dude, it had to be written. Some of the shit had to have been written now. I don't care what you say. I don't believe Jerry Springer was 100% uh, real. Like, it just couldn't be, dude. Uh, you know, this, this was a show that just had the fights. It had the fight breakouts and... And all that stuff. And I felt like something happened with one of the security guards. Like, he was like a famous... He did something... What did he do that was famous? I feel like... Let me see. It could be wrong, but I remember... um, Something had happened. Oh, he got his own show. That's what it was. Yes, Steve Wilkos. What was his show about? Yeah, he's one of those... Uh, okay, Steve Volkos is an American television personality, a veteran of the United... Okay, that's cool. da 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 He's been hosting the Civil War show since 2007. He was a director of security on the Jerry Springer show from 1994 to 2007. So he got the show because he was working there, and I guess... I guess, you know, like, he was interesting enough that they were like, let's give this dude a show. That's right. Okay. Dude, because all dude, the talk show was the thing to have in the '90s, man. It was like, well, who was there? There was Ricky Lake. You got Jerry Springer. You got Maury Povich. There was another Jenny Jones. Was that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but I remember uh, on one of the talk show, it was or something, right? Let me see if that's what it was. It's Jenny Jones murder. Damn, how did how did I like? How did I pull these fucking, these names out of my fucking hat, out of my head, dude? Like, how did I know Maury Povich, Jerry Springer, Ricky Lake, and Jenny Jones? Was, yeah, you could tell I stayed home a lot when I was a kid. Um, not her that got murdered, but, okay, so, it was the murder of Scott Amadeur. Scott Bernard Amadeur was a bartender from Lake Orion, Michigan, who was fatally shot twice on March 9th, 1995, by an acquaintance of Jonathan Sch- Schmitz. Um, three days prior to this shooting, Amadeur and Schmitz filmed an episode of the tabloid talk show, The Jenny Jones Show, titled Revealing Same-Sex Secret Crush. Uh, Amadeur, I hope I'm saying his last name right, a 32-year-old gay man, publicly revealed to Schmitz, a 24-year-old straight man, that Amadeur was his secret admirer. Following this appearance, Schmitz confronted Amadeur and shot him twice in the chest. He confessed to the killing and was found guilty of second-degree murder. How's how that second-degree, though? Uh, the Amadeur family sued the Jenny Jones show for wrongful death, although the show was ultimately found not to be liable. Amadeur and Schmitz's appearance on the Jenny Jones show was shelved, although it was later shown to jurors during the latter's trial. See... And th- and that's the thing, dude. Such very obscure topics. That's like this guy was like, "I'm your secret admirer." But what did they do to lure the other guy there? You know, like they had to have told them, "Hey, come on this show," and like you're gonna. It's a topic about being a bartender at twenty. Guy's like, "Fuck yeah, dude! I'm gonna be famous. Hell yeah, dude!" And then he then he gets brought on to be like, "No, actually, the coworker you work with is in love with you." And and dude, look, it was the '90s. You you have for for the Gen Z kids or anybody born after 2000 
you have no idea what it was like. You know what I mean? Like we said things were gay. We said people were retarded, you know, called people faggots. Like that's just what it was. And it was so like normal. It was just like, it was just a different time. And especially being gay in the nineties was like, like super difficult still. I think that was like the last decade where being that was tough. Cause I, I remember dude, there was an episode of the real world. Now I wasn't like, you know, uh, conscious at this time of, uh, of my mind and stuff. So this was like later on, I heard about this, but it was like somewhere in like, I don't know, 92 or 93, they had this show, the real world. And this guy had, had <laughs> this guy had gotten his, <laughs> but it's like, they did a whole segment on him. Like they were basically like, Hey, look at this guy. He's going to die of AIDS. This is basically what the, what they did. They were like, this guy on the show has AIDS and this is his journey before death, basically, because back then it was, it was a death sentence. It was like, if you had AIDS, it's over. Like you had months, dude, which is insane. Cause now dude, they got a pill, uh, you could take. And if you have some, if you have sex with somebody who has AIDS, you might not get AIDS. That's fucking wild. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the talk on like, you know, science development, all the research, all the money that's gone to this. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming billions of dollars have gone into getting to where we are today. But just to think back then, that shit was like, yeah, it was over. And I don't remember too much of the whole AIDS thing. Like, I was, I was, you know, it's super young in the 90s. It wasn't until like the late 90s till I was like really aware of everything that ha- happened years prior. Like when I was, whatever, I went to go see the Selena movie. I had no idea this was a real person. You know what I mean? Like. I didn't know how beloved she was. I just knew that I was going to go see a, a movie. Like, and so when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it's just a movie about a singer. And then when they showed that it was for my city, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, what a, you know, I was fucking, you know, I was a kid, dude. Like, cause she died, what, in 94 or something. And then, so I was four years old then. So when the movie came out, I was six and, you know, no babysitter. So I went to go see that thing. Uh, and I had no idea, like, she was from there though like people were crying in the theater i was like damn this must be a really good fucking movie because i mean people getting emotional it was like that and passion of the christ that people were crying so much here um but yeah dude like i i had no idea of that reach so uh what's it called a lot of the shit in the early 90s or or especially like that whole aids epidemic I, i had no idea about but anyways so, you know, this shit happened because, like, dude, like, you could, like, this, he went on national TV, who, uh, Amadir, Scott Amadir, and he confessed his love for a guy, another guy, but who wasn't gay, like, and I guarantee you, I mean, dude, the, because re- I'm telling you, bro, like, pe- like, people were hiding back then, for sure, like, I guarantee people were hiding back then, and to even... I mean, to even assumed that, like, look what happened. This guy was on national television being told by a gay guy that, like, hey, I like you. Dude, you know. I mean, look what he did. He killed the guy because he knew he could not live that shit down when he went back home. You know, people were going to think he was gay. People were going to talk. Like, it was fucking, from what I understand, like, again, I was, you know, I was a young blood in the 90s. But from what I understand, it's like you could not be caught fucking, you couldn't be caught associating with a gay dude like it just wasn't i mean i when i went to middle school there was this one gay dude who was like got picked on constantly dude because he was like 
he was out and open. You know what I mean? Like he was the first dude who was out there open talking all that shit. But kudos to him. He would talk shit right back. And I'm like, that's tight. Like, that's cool. He doesn't give a fuck. You know, he's just doing him living his life. And, um, oh, dude, they were not, <laughs> they were not easy on this motherfucker. They would, but then, you know, what's funny. The same dudes making fun of him for being gay were the same dudes in the locker room, like trying to pick up dudes while wearing their underwear, picking up dudes in their underwear. You know what I mean? Like doing the most gayest shit ever, but we're like, Nah, but this dude's like gay, gay. He's like, I pick up dudes for fun in their underwear while I'm in my underwear. But this dude's gay. I was like, dude, some of the shit that went down in there was like, uh, you know, and then later on, some of these dudes actually, you know, (laughs) came out gay. It was kind of funny because it's like, yeah, dude, you were just probably like like suppressing it and hating on this dude because you kind of felt that way, too. So it was wild, man. Life is fucking crazy. And so, um yeah, dude, this guy ended up killing this dude off this talk show. I mean, because, dude, talk shows were the way things went viral back in the day. You know, like, you watch America's Funniest Home Videos. You, you'd you watch these shows. This is how, like, you heard about other people living their lives versus, like, now, dude, on Instagram, fucking everybody gets called out, dude. I don't care if you're a basketball player. You, you make music. Dude, you slide, you slide into the wrong DM, you're getting exposed, and everybody knows that you're thirsty, or you're a simp, or whatever they want to call you this year. And it sucks, dude, you know, and that, that's how to go viral now. It's like any, you don't need a talk show to go viral anymore, That's hence why most of them went away. Except I think Maury was, uh, <laughs> Maury was the last standing, because he was, he's, his whole gimmick was the, uh, was the baby mama drama stuff where it was like, you know, they, they go on to find out that, um, you are the, you know, the father and, and dude, I mean, it, 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 it created, it made famous memes, dances, dude, like the, the, the classic runoff and cry, but the film crew's right behind you. Like dude, more, you know, definitely go to, I, I think he's still alive. I'm not too sure, but just saying, it's a big shout out to that boy, Jerry Springer, dude. You know, he brought the real shit. He brought the 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 crazy fights. I mean, and he was like, oh, dude, you ready for this sentence? He was ubiquitous in the zeitgeist. You're welcome, dude. Look at both those words. Because he was in movies. I mean, he was he was referenced all the time in pop culture. He was everywhere, dude. Like, it, it was known that Jerry Springer's show, you know, dealt with, like, people, like, fist fighting, uh, I mean, they had a race, they had sexism, they had every sort of ism on there. I mean, down to the down to the brother and sister loving. And they're just like, I don't know, man, I just, you know, she's right there in the room. I was like, why let her go to waste? I'll take her right now. Straight up, dude, it was some sick shit. But I mean, it, it brought years of entertainment. And we all know the classic Jerry, Jerry. <laughs> we all know the classic chant, dude. I mean. That's all because of him, man. It's crazy. But, um, dude, a, a few things happened that I want to catch up on really quick. I mean, they don't have to be, uh, we don't have to go too long in discussion, but Drake Bell went missing for a little bit. Uh, in Florida, I think he's found. Again, let me check on that really quick. Do y'all know about Drake Bell, though? Like, his homie... Josh Peck has been having a whole different sort of life um, after Drake and Josh, but 
Let me see. But he... Okay, Drake Bell found actor known for Drake and Josh. Jokes briefly. Okay, so he's found. Cool. All right, so I don't know if you know. Back in like 2015, 16, I, I don't know exactly when, he was on trial for... A, I don't want to... Let me see what he's on trial for. Hold on. Not trial, but it was. it had to be during the pandemic, actually, because it was like online. Um... Let me see. Two years probation. Okay, so he was... He had gotten... Allegedly... uh, He had gotten two years of probation in a child endangerment case. Now, again, not a lawyer. Don't know too much about nothing. I'm assuming he was somewhere near a child... That was not of age and something had happened. I don't know what. I'm not going to speak on it. Don't know what it is. It just says child endangerment. That could mean a um, a scope of, of things. But for, I mean, but it doesn't look good, right? When you're older and you're and you're responsible for a child somehow. I don't know. And it goes south. Doesn't never, ever looks good. And so I think what had happened was he um, he had went away. Like, nobody had heard from him. But get this, dude. He started a whole other life in Mexico. That fucking makes sense. He's like a pop artist in Mexico right now. You can look this up. This dude has a whole other life in Mexico where, like, nobody really knows what goes on. Because, come on, like, besides a few things Mexico knows about us and really cares about us, like, they could give two shits. I mean, a lot of different countries could give two shits about, like, somebody who leaves America in disgrace to go start another life over there. I mean, dude... Like, uh, what was his name? Um, the guy who did Rosemary's Baby. Fucking. Dude, a lot of, a lot of research, a lot of look up today on the pod. Um, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue, man. Uh, Polanski, Roman Polanski. He left because what? He sexually assaulted a 13 year old in a hot tub or something. But like over there, I think he's still making movies. Like Europeans are like real different with their shit because they're old fucking, you know, old sinners back then, dude. They've been doing some shady shit since long before. And so, you know, he went, he left over there, Roman Polanski. But so Drake Bell, I guess there was no way he was going to get any work here. I guess he knew that. So he was like, fuck it, I'm out. He dipped to Mexico. He started a career there. And, uh, so now that's what he's doing. Um, and so I guess maybe he came back to visit or I don't know what he was doing. And then he went missing, but eh, he's been found now, but, uh, interesting to see where fucking people end up, dude. I always tell my wife, like life, it look, life can be long if you're allowed it. Life, when life is short, it's obviously those people, their, their time and life got cut short, but Dude, if you are able to live long enough, you can go through like different phases. You can become a whole different person five years from now, ten years from now, and and where you are isn't exactly where you might end up. So, I mean, yeah, you, you're working a job and you're like, I I can't believe this is my career. I'm so excited, and then they let you go and they fire you, and now you're at some other job and you can't believe you're doing this job. And it's like, dude, I mean, like, a, it can be long, man, and shit can change and be different. So. I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm stoked that they found him. I'm not saying that I'm not, you know, it's just kind of a weird 
It's like, I don't know how to root. I don't really want to root for this guy because it's kind of like, what were those charges? It seems a little odd. I don't know. But just because you were beloved at one time, I mean, like I said, you can do something a lot along down the line and people will be looking at you differently, which is exactly what they're doing to this motherfucker. Um, I want to talk about... I... um, Oh, dude, let me let me t- tell you this quick story. Dude. So my wife works uh, at a cosmetics uh, place. I don't want to give away too many names. We, we keep this because the story she told me, I told her it's not wild, but she couldn't believe this shit. So she was having a conversation with, uh, with a woman. She was doing her makeup. And this dude, another thing I don't understand is like people who give out their personal life shit to like random people like what the fuck are you doing and i mean this by this story so my you know my wife's telling me yeah i'm doing this lady's makeup and she immediately jumps into like um her and her husband's like you know sex life and that basically her husband likes to smell her underwear when she gets home from work and also after the gym. Now, what the fuck, dude? All right. I don't know about you, but something happened to this kid, to this dude when he was a kid. For sure. I don't give a fuck what you're saying. Absolutely something weird happened to this dude. Because who the fuck likes to do that? I'll tell you right now. Zero people. Nobody. Because that's fucking disgusting, dude. Ugh. You imagine. Like, you got to be real kinked up to be like, like, oh, dude, I need to smell some some ladies' underwear today. Now, I know that this is a huge business. Um, over the pandemic, a lot of women have started joining, like, OnlyFans or started doing, like, feet pics. But I've, uh, I've heard through a podcast that encouraged this that that a lot of women during the pandemic who were, like, teachers, dude, started selling their underwear. EMT workers started selling their underwear to fucking randos guy like dude could you imagine like like the kink inside their head that's like nothing gets me harder than a dirty pair of underwear because that's what they have to be they have to be dirty like obviously because they're not uh they're not brand new and so uh on this podcast i'd keep watching they'd they'd update weekly on these people they were like uh like some of these women made like five thousand dollars a month ten thousand dollars a month dude some of them five thousand dollars a week just depending on on how much they work and like dude uh dudes are weirdos man dude we're guys there's nobody more deeply sickly hornier than guys 100 percent facts like yeah there's a few creepy women out there for sure you know but none of them want to smell a dude's underwear 100 percent I guarantee it. That goes without saying. I never met one broad, not ever, ever, ever in my life that was like, you know what I like, dude? Smelling dude's underwear. Like, that's one fucking no way, dude. No way. Especially if they leave that Chipotle fucking after they finish a Chipotle. There's no way. I mean, dude. Okay. Maybe one. Yes, there is probably one woman out there who's like, oh, 
nothing gets me harder than <laughs> well she wouldn't get harder nothing gets me wetter than <laughs> my husband's underwear after chipotle session it's like no it doesn't exist dude guys are the only ones who be doing this shit i swear to god dude I mean, that's why fucking, I'm assuming glory holes exist because fucking dudes are like, I'll just stick my dick in the hole and whatever happens, happens. Dude, that down bad is how guys are. Like, I swear to God. Like, I mean, yeah, they uh, like, it's not even gross if women buy dildos and stuff. That's just got like, as guys, we go like, it's hot. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's hot. You know, but guys buy a flashlight, fucking it's over. Dude, call, call your local authorities. This dude's a weird fucking freak. He's got a body part in his home, <laughs> dude, you know, oh, dude, some dudes buy the, the, what do you call it, the, uh, it's like a torso, it's so weird, dude, it's so weird, and you see, and so, so she was telling me, I mean, again, this lady was just divulging all this to her, like, oh, yeah, my husband likes to do this, and my, and dude, she couldn't believe it, she was like, is that real, I was like, oh, yeah, that's real, like, there's dudes out there who fucking, they've got, a hundred kinks like for sure and again i i've i haven't heard too much like from the amount of podcasts i listen to that's how i get most of my information about how people are out there because again on podcasts people if it's like a hotline one or like a um, advice one people will divulge a lot of shit and really girls if anything they're just really picky to to choose a guy versus like they're like no i need my guy to sweat and i want to smell his balls afterwards it's just not they just don't have it dude they're just they're a little bit more normal you know guys are like dude i knew this one guy this is a true fucking statement i knew this one guy who when he had sex with a girl like he didn't like when we we're all first like you know what i mean getting with girls and all that stuff this guy what he did first was he would have sex with could you even call it sex he would put his dick in between his girl's armpit. That's what I said. That's what I said. I said it. And he said it. And he said it to me. And he said it with a solid face like it was normal. Meanwhile, us guys looking around, I was like, yeah, you guys fucking, did you guys clock this? Like this dude's fucking her armpit. Now, if you, do, if you need a, uh, a visual, here you go. She closes, she puts her arm down so that it makes a little crevice and homie would stick his, I'm assuming, you know, a little three-incher in there and, and you know, get on a bus to come town. Because, you know, we were, and he said it with such like, yeah, I did that. And I was like, yeah, that's not a brag guy. Like, and we all knew that. It was like the armpit. I was like, fuck, was she wearing deodorant at least? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, but, okay, we were young. We were young. And this guy was, I guess, having the first experience, uh, you know, before all of us. So we were just like, okay, cool. Uh, sure. But none of us after that were like talking about him like he was cool. No, it was the opposite. And that's for fucking sure, dude. Oh my God. And he was okay with it. And that's the, and that's what I'm saying, dude. Like now I'm pretty sure that's his king. Now every fucking, wherever that dude is. I mean, he was like a, he was a definite NPC in our life. Like, he was there. He was only, you know, called upon when there was a side quest. But other than that, I never saw this dude again. And I'm assuming now, you know, he's all about armpit shit. You know, he probably had a mold made of like, you know, an armpit, you know, pressed down against a rib cage, and he's going to town on it, dude. Who knows? So many freaks out there. <laughs>
my wife was telling me this and i was like yeah dude there's there's a bunch of kids there's people who, there's dudes who get off on balloons clowns like fucking we're we're the worst dude guys are the worst <laughs> when it comes to shit like that like we're the freakiest man i, I swear to god and not in a good way i'm not saying like like oh yeah guys we're so fucking we're the freakiest it's like nah dude we're weird dude we're fucking i mean i'll even get creeped out dude by a, by another guy just being like ah dude you're weird get away from here like your energy is weird like i feel like you enjoy just being around here you know just fucking <laughs> but she couldn't believe it so i had to let her know it's true um i guess man before i wrap up the pod i guess i want to end on a good note because that was kind of a weird topic but fuck it that's what we do here on a cine op we're we're up we're down we're sideways we're we're for it we're against it you know um but i guess the last thing i want to talk about is i think it's um like there's few opportunities and times where i talk about how productive the internet can be and how it's actually like a useful tool because for the most part come on we use it for what we use it for like we're apes with like a shiny bright toy and we're using it the wrong way every day as much as we can but when you run into the other ape who's like oh look what he's doing with it then you're kind of stoked on it and uh by that i'm talking about there's these uh i don't know if you've heard of this genre i think it's called shoegaze uh but i'm a huge like i'm a fan of of the bands that do this um and there's this one band that i gotta say who's catch my attention if you're a fan of that this kind of genre I suggest you check them out. They're pretty good. Uh, the name of the band is called Slow Joy. I guess would be a recommendation. And I fuck with these guys because I've been seeing a lot of their... I, I've heard a lot of their music. Not really a lot of their music, but like one, a couple songs here and there. Because they kind of put on skits with their music. Now, I know a lot of people do this to get the word out. But I think these guys were, to me, like the most clever at it. And... Like, just recently, <laughs> I, I forgot about him, and a, a skit hit, like, a little reel on Instagram popped up about him, and I've really never seen these dudes' faces, because they're always kind of, like, you know, head down, fucking rocking out, they're just, you know, they're just vibing out, whatever you want to say, and uh, there's a video, it's a guy goes up to, he's like, hey, man, what are you doing with a guitar in a grocery store, and then, like, they just start, like, as he pans out, the camera pans out, you see, like, the whole band is set up in a gas station, it's actually pretty fucking good. I don't know how they pulled that off. But these guys have, to me, been like, these guys are going to blow up, you know, respectfully in their own genre. Um, or maybe bigger, who knows. Because they're doing the work of, like, being their own A&R and, like, media team, dude. Like, it's it's good. Like, I've, uh, I've become a fan just because, like, usually I get annoyed of, like, people posting too much, but they seem to post the right amount. I don't know. They, they've got good music, so I fuck with them, too. Uh, so I haven't gotten annoyed, I haven't gotten annoyed of them, uh, just because, you know, the, the work they put in to show you their music, plus their music actually being good, I mean, you, you can't, that's a, that's a perfect recipe, and, um, usually, like, yeah, I get annoyed, I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore, like, especially, like, whatever like vine stars moved over to instagram or trying to still become stars and stuff it's like yeah you you guys already beat this horse to death like but um i mean but look we're in a different time you know a lot of bands didn't have to do this a lot of them had the music and that's great but i do appreciate these guys in using the internet for good <laughs> and for their benefit and truly showing you like this is what you could do if you just you know try and I think really that's what I'm trying to take away is like these dudes tried 
they're they they've got good music um and they're putting an effort towards trying to make it big and i fucking i totally appreciate that so if you can if you want check out a band they're called slow joy just as it sounds um yeah you might like them i don't know but that's gonna do it for me man for this week's ep i appreciate you guys listening uh almost to that big hundred man i'm fucking stoked i was thinking the other day i was like dude i remember doing an episode like 10 you know i remember where i was and all i'm coming this far this is pretty cool uh, i still love doing this obviously it's 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 a fun time and dude i i could be more stoked i see numbers going up uh getting closer to doing some actual ads i appreciate y'all listening for so long and having to hear that that anchor ad in the beginning um but you know, it's, it's helping me get somewhere and you guys are helping me get somewhere. So I appreciate it getting closer to my first ad. Uh, so I'm stoked. Uh, I appreciate you guys for listening and I'll see you next week. Later.